Okay, so I was thinking about it because, like, I'm making a show, I mean, I'm making a podcast about my favorite thing in the world, like, which is The Simpsons. So I always kind of thought I would eventually switch it to something else if my favorite thing in the world changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's your new favorite thing? I think my favorite thing in the world is now Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. So I think... In particularly Alvin and Chipmunks YouTube remixes. Oh, pop songs. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I think next week, instead of covering Stranger Series Landers Part 2, we cover the YouTube remix of Uptown Folk. Oh, please. It's Chip- so good. It's, like, it's like the song, but it's like the Chipmunks. Now you singing. said this, I think the intro to this episode has to be a Chipmunk version oh. of the Simpsons theme. Oh. Even though there's like hardly any lyrics, it's just The Simpsons. There is a 100% video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's it, consider it done. I apologize to the people listening right now. They just have to listen to a Chipmunk remix of The Simpsons. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian have The Simpsons podcast. The podcast myself and Sebastian here do in hopes that someday we'll be given a big bag of money from mysterious... Lone Shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Without, yeah, thanks. Without further ado, shall we get into it? Uh, yeah, we're, today we're re- reviewing a series, Landers Part 1, which I, rev- I believe is the sixth episode of the 33rd season. It is, yes. Sixth episode. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Lisa's belly was fifth. Lisa's belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the sixth yeah. episode, yeah. So yeah, jump me into it. We open up just, on um, before we jump into this. Yeah, one. sure. I, I was wondering, were you, were you preparing we, we, something? We or both, not? yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> we we both um, had a donut each. Before. We did. Yes. I didn't even make that connection. And... <laughs> that Simpsons connection. <laughs> Isn't that so ironic? Because because <laughs> Homer eats donuts. We did a minute, <laughs> and we were eating donuts. We both had just a donut. Like, just like Homer. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's so funny when he eats donuts. Oh, so funny. oh, it's so hilarious. We should have gotten the pink sprinkle one, just like, just like over in the show. Actually, I, oh, I wish I actually had a pink sprinkle one. Really? Nice. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're pretty nice. They're, they're just classic. They are like, classic. And they're, they're, they're tastier than they look, actually. That strawberry yeah. icing, it, it, it hits, like it hits it. rice. And I'm, I'm yeah. not usually into like fruity flavoured things. Mm, fruity flavoured desserts. Like, no, yeah. it, me neither. Um, but that's really nice. I don't mm. really like chocolate donuts. No? No, I like usually just plain iced donuts. Mm. I do like chocolate donuts, but I f- usually find that I want to die after them. <laughs> I don't want to exist I in the think, world anymore. Obviously, this is going a bit off topic, but I think Sorry. that chocolate ruins like things. I think chocolate is great on its own. Okay. Or as like, ice cream <laughs> or something. Yeah. But like chocolate sometimes in Ben & Jerry's cookie dough, mm-hmm. the worst thing about it is the chocolate chips. And for me, it yeah. just ruins it. Yeah, no, it's, I'd agree with that. Yeah, same yeah. with cookies. I would rather, and it's it seems impossible to get a, a plain cookie. <laughs> yeah, no, chocolate chips. That's and true. It's like, I just want a plain cookie. <laughs> I sound boring, but you forget they even exist. I've never seen like a Maryland's pack of plain cookies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, anyway, jumping away from that controversial opinion, you're going to get like people after you, send you death threats. Um, jumping into it, we open up on Simplex. Um, someone's obviously searching through the Simpsons exclusive um, streaming service, which I would be more than happy if it existed. And I had to write all these parodies down because they're all fantastic. So we had the Tweens Gambit, Mole Men instead of Watchmen, Suck Succession, like Maggie's. Her, 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 um, what the hell do you call that? Pacifier. Mm-hmm. The Marvelous Miss Months. B Jack Horseman, which is my favorite, my favorite animation they did, they did for this. It was like Bumblebee Man and, and Bojack Horseman molded together. Uh, Len 15, Wigmouth. It was, um, Ralph's one of the characters in Big Mouth. What We Lou in the Shadows. Mozark, House of Carols. Uh, interesting little reference. A quick, quickie blinders. Interesting mm-hmm. to see. A reference to Apu in there. Better called Selim. Actually, Crustified. There's two. Yeah, 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 two in the episode. I know, yeah. We shall get to that. But yeah, and yeah, then, then whoever is looking through the streaming service clicks into a Serious Flanders, which warns of graphic violence, gratuitous, excuse me, gratuitous guest stars, and brief comedy. And Terry's had a donut. <laughs> even though <laughs> brief these, comedy. Like, all these puns are like kind of obvious, it's still funny. 
They're and they did yeah, a good job funny. with like it was very the designs were yeah, beautiful. Really they were cool. fantastic. You, you could tell her like work and love was put. Was interesting that like Disney were cool with them like basically doing a Netflix. Oh yeah, they made that connection. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it's Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. and they would have already owned them at this point. That's very true. You would have thought they would have made them do like. Disney Plus. I don't think Disney are worried about their competition now. Yeah, for sure. And also, it does seem like they they, they don't control The Simpsons. It seems like they they, they totally let them do what they want to do, mm. which I appreciate from Disney 100%. We had to get the episode. Uh, we, we cut the rich Texan in his house. Uh, we see that he got greedy. We're being told this over narration. Uh, he, he wanted more money than he had, and the narrator informs us that he borrowed money from the bank, which led to debt so large that he had to uh, get involved with loan sharks. And the narrator is revealed to be the head of the organization that he got involved with. And uh, these two henchmen kidnap the rich Texan and tie him up. And he's like, don't do this. I have a wife and two young mistresses. Also a secret other wife. Please. I'm a good man. A good man. And they shoot him dead. Mm-hmm. And There's a lot of violence in this This episode. is a super, yeah. this is like more violent than last year as a horror that we reviewed. It's super violent um they shoot him dead and and the the head of the the loan shares crosses off rich texan off his list of people who have the option to pay him back in either money or blood so before we jump into the rest of the episode it's, like, it's, it's a clear obvious like i wouldn't say the parody it's like an, an homage to fargo when it like it's inspired by the style of fargo it seemed like at the start it was almost like trying to be fargo mm. and then it progressively broke away from it and became its own thing yeah, yeah like totally. the setup was fargo and yes then, yeah yeah it does its own thing from there yeah but this this the next bit is obviously very fargo it's like ned in in like a, a snowy wilderness cleaning up trash and a serious landers pops up in a title card as he's picking up rubbish from the snow and we get the, we get the text being like this is a true story the events took place in a real animated town out of respect for the dead it has all been completely made up out of respect for the living it's been told as pretentiously as possible <laughs> and we, we get chapter one the harder the good uh nez says this, this place is pristine as the garden of eden before eden came along he sees uh, Homer is also, is also um, helping with the litter as well, and he's like, "I had no idea you were a <laughs> what is this a, a a litter getter?" And he's like, "No, I'm doing community service because uh, of wh- what I told the judge to because of where I told the judge to shove my parking tickets." <laughs> he says that clean the town is his passion, and Homer points out that he does so much for the town but never gets any any like respect for it and he's like well thank you homer he's like not a compliment saying you're an idiot and uh he throws like a bag of chips onto the ground which is really the piece of purpose of the fact that he's been doing community service for littering and ned tries to catch it but it like um goes against the cliff and he falls off the cliff trying to catch the rubbish and um he he falls on top of a bag sack with cash and then homer falls too losing his balance while laughing at ned and uh Homer's, obviously Ned found it first, the bag of cash, and Homer sees it, and he's like, oh, I always wanted to find a bag of money, you saw my dream, and he says, he, Homer says he realises camera's real, which is why he won't, which is why he won't whack him and take the money, and he's like, oh, thank you, Homer, we cut back to Ned at the house, he's counting up this money, and he realises that there's $176,000 there, uh, Rod says that he wants a terrarium with pet turtles and not and Todd wants a speedboat bumping bed which is totally a thing that a kid his age would want mm-hmm. it's totally logical but yeah I, I would have liked a speedboat bumping bed when I was eight years old um but uh Ned says he wishes that their grandpa Flanders was here uh, or actually his grandpa Flanders was here um so that they could tell him what to do or that he could tell him what to do and we get a flashback of him spotting this is like his grandfather spotting a man in a shop robbing bread from the store and then giving the money giving this guy robbing the bread money to buy it and the guy goes up to buy the bread and he's like that's all pigs except you man and the grandfather says to ned um that he was taught at the orphanage by the nuns that the harder the good the better the man which mm-hmm. is like a proper like quote that you would hear in in fargo have you seen any of fargo I, actually? oh yeah the well, movie i've seen, course, the, yeah, the, seen film. the tv show um i watched the first season first season I think I watched some of the second and then gave up. 
So oh. I was like not that into it. Oh, the first season, the second season is fantastic. But, no, the first season the is first season definitely the best. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. and and I loved the film as well. The film is great. Oh, of course, the movie is, is unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, the second season is honestly great as well. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst are so good in it. The f- no, sorry. Yeah, no, I watched the second season. It was the third season that I watched. Oh, the third season. Stopped. That's fair. Yeah, no, I've seen the second season as well. Okay, yeah. season three is good too. Hugh McGregor is unbelievable in it. He plays twin brothers, but mm. it definitely is kind of slower and. A bit more experimental. It, it took me more time to get to get into it than the other two for sure, but it's still a great season. I haven't seen the fourth one yet actually, which has Chris Rock. Interestingly, definitely get to that eventually. <laughs> Not really. I think people still like Chris Rock. <laughs> How dare I name him? But um, Ness says that Ness says that he knows what to do. He he decides to donate it all to a charity. Um, and the lady there says that they haven't had a donation this generous in years, and. He says he wants to be anonymous, but she asks, like, you know, wouldn't he want to get some credit? And he decides to leave it to his uh, papa. And she's like, oh, and, and what name is that? And he's like, Ned Flanders, uh, the first. We get come back outside the orphanage. They're all cheering, going, Ned's number one. Ned's number one. And he's like, well, he was the first, so uh, I'll take it. And uh, Ken Brockman walks up to him being like, how's it feel to be the... I was about to do Merquimby there. Ken Brockman, how's it feel to be the most beloved man in Springfield? You mean the grand, the grandson of it? It feels pretty darn nearly good. <laughs> we come back to um, the place where these people killed the rich Texan earlier. The henchmen are burning the rich Texan in acid. This scene is so mm-hmm. graphic. Probably the most, gra- possibly the most graphic the Simpsons has ever done. Actually, they burn the, te- the rich Texan in acid, <laughs> freeze his legs and then smash it after freezing it and they saw his head off and like just kind of keep the skin part like as a mask and we then cut to uh, the boss like peeling a pomegranate and he's like I love a pomegranate its juices remind me of the bloody profession I've chosen no I agree it's not subtle <laughs> he sees in the TV that the money that was donated to the charity was the exact amount that someone owes him and he says the person on the phone, oh, I'm staying in Springfield a little while longer. And uh, the he, he, on, on Ken Brockman reports, like, the generous donator prefers to remain uh, anonymous. And it's like the clip of Ned from earlier, but it's like blurred out and in black. And it's, his voice is all skewed. But it's him saying, it feels pretty darn diddly good. <laughs> you can kind of make the connection pretty immediately who it is. Then we then get chapter two, the hippo's conundrum. We're at the comic book store. And the uh, henchmen stroll in. Do you know who voiced the male henchman? Let me think. <laughs> you know he was a certain nationality. I can't think. How long did you watch this episode? He was Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> no, no, I knew that. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to think who it is. You don't know who it is, He no? must be a very big Irish actor then. Yeah. Um, IT crowd? Oh, that guy. Chris O'Dowd? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris O'Dowd. Okay. Um, he, did, he, he did a great job. I just loved hearing a proper Irish accent in my favourite show. It made me happy and hopeful. Um, but the henchmen strolled into the Android's dungeon asking if they know a man going by Ned Flanders. And Compo Guy is immediately unamused by how, like, cliche they are as henchmen. Like, the, 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 the silent lady, like, locks the door. And he's like, oh, locking the door. How original. <laughs> this is my favourite scene, I think. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. so good, yeah. Um, and she, like, threatens him with a knife. And he's like, oh, the quiet but deadly accomplice. Another cliche. <laughs> she starts roaring at him in, in French. And he's like, oh, speaking French. Unexpected but still underwhelming. He says uh, he doesn't know where Ned Flanders lives, but he can always be found at the First Church of Springfield. I actually loved it. was such a small detail. I, I, I loved him saying he doesn't know where Ned lives. So I feel like in these ensemble shows, particularly in like shows like The Simpsons and Family Guy. And Everyone stuff, knows where each other is. Yeah, know. exactly. You know, it feels like a, a common thing. I feel like him being like, I don't know where he... It's just so much more realistic. Because why the hell would the guy in the comic book store know where the really religious guy lives? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I love that detail, yeah. I always love going to the comic book store because we get all this like these comics they've made up as well that are about like pop culture yeah 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 it's always a mix of you yeah. get some stuff that they made up and you get like real life pop culture stuff like she just threatens to stab his Mandalorian statue oh, he's yeah. like no Mando yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid but um no, she does she, she does stab the yeah. Mandalorian yeah another uh, little dig at Disney there um oh, God. yeah they get away with so much I love it but um they leave um 
and, uh, and what's his name Chris O'Dowd's character what's his name again Seamus it was like um, I'll let you go back to your Garfields and your Heathcliffs I only like the cat ones and uh, combo guy brings up Fat Tony saying like what's he paying him for if, if he's not protecting him and uh, Fat Tony says that there's people moving in on his town that he'll he'll see too that justice is served and he crushes a meatball while he's saying that and that mm-hmm. animation was so gross of him like destroying yeah. the meatball it was so graphic uh, we it co- was weird because he was just oh, yeah. eating like it was just two meatballs on this like plain <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> they managed to make and it he, so intense it was funny because he was like it he was, was weird playing he was like, with, playing it with it them in his hands as before. he was talking yeah yeah, yeah. it's like you're doing something like kind of casual it's like a proper like godfather yeah. type thing Which, while like, like, threatening death I, I probably found that funny for all the wrong reasons yeah. oh I do <laughs> find it funny Anyway, carry on. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm missing something here. My innocent mind. Uh, we can come back to the Church of Springfield. Lisa goes up to Ned. Well, the whole family does. Saying it's an honour to have Ned as a neighbour. And Bart fist bumps him for making himself the ma- the main man around Springfield. And he's like, it wasn't my name on the, on the donation. And Homer's like, oh, excuse him, kids. He doesn't want any praise or pets on the head. And he says, oh, he, he, he left his Bible inside. He goes into the church. And... Um, the, the, the boss guy, I forget his name, but I'll find a note eventually. Um, who is also brilliantly voiced by Brian Cox, who most people would know oh, for the show Succession. Brilliant actor. But um, he's like, excuse me, sir, I believe that's my... Oh, no, sorry, Ned's like, excuse me, sir, I believe that's my good book that you're taking a look. And he tells him that he's a debt collector by trade and uh, ha- just has one unpaid debt to make uh, his his very first... He's like, it's like a sneeze, you just can't get out. And he shows him that it's exactly $176,023, which is obviously the exact amount that Ned found that he donated. And he's like, that's what I donated to... Uh... And then Barb and the orphans come in. And he's like, oh, am I glad to see you. There is this man. He turns around and he's gone. He's like, oh, he's gone. And he comes out from the from the chairs. He's like, no, I was hiding. We couldn't find a good spot. <laughs> and then he leaves. And he's like, that's the scariest man I've ever met. And Barb doesn't care. She's totally indifferent. She's just interested in Ned. She's like, oh, he, he's a strange fellow, all right. Um, she asks if Ned would like to accompany her to the, Xmas, the, the Christmas market on a date. And the orphans all go, ooh. And Ned starts mm-hmm. blushing. <laughs> and they eventually go to the Christmas this market together. Sweet. This, this was sweet, sweet yeah. yeah. I was like, kind of hopeful for Ned because obviously he's yeah. had two failed marriages. It was like... Well, not two, two well, failed marriages. Died. Both, both of them died. Um, Sorry, yeah. So not really failed marriages. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Um, but um, I was like, oh yeah, maybe he, he's he's back on the wagon again. But obviously, spoiler alert, this doesn't go very well. But we'll get to that. They go to the Christmas market she together. Die, at least, <laughs> at least she didn't die. Um, and uh, Bar- Barb tells Ned at the market that she's a, she's a javelin thrower and that she had to give it up when God gave her her uppers. But then she found her true passion, which is apparent as children. And Ned tells her that she's, she's swell. And marriage just, like, calls him out for being a super cute couple. But a, a drunk Homer, like, stumbles up, like, points out that Ned finally got exactly what he wanted. I'm out of you. When you bought all the orphans in town, I thought you were a fool. But now I see what you really did with that money. By the love and admiration of all these suckers. No! All people start booing him. Obviously, everyone loves Ned now. Mm-hmm. And Willie tosses him into the the drunk rink. He's like, "Go slip it off." It's just like, this is a, a big ice rink with a bunch of drunk people just like going around like little little hockey rinks, like being left on their own. And uh, we go back to the house. Marriage says she's never been more embarrassed. But uh, Homer pleads that. It, it, it should have been him that, had, that got that money. And he's like, I fall over things all the time. And all I'm left with are concussions. Which <laughs> I thought was so funny. Um, marriage makes him say on the couch. I mean, cut to Seamus and the lady um, driving. <laughs> They're playing like really creepy music that you, like, like, like you would hear in, in Fargo. And Seamus is like, why'd you always have to play music so kooky and obscure? For once, I wouldn't mind a bit of Taylor Swift before we murder someone. And uh, she, um, or sorry, he loses the, the sheet containing Ned's address. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I, I remember it. Uh, Evergreen Terrace, 7-4 uh, something. Very clever. 
this next bit was like they see all the all the yeah. stuff outside this, of the Simpsons house. Brilliant. So clever. Because this is like again, it's like such an obvious, but you wouldn't actually. You would have thought it, but this yeah. is something they've basically been setting up for thirty years yeah, to it's, it's make a gag thing this clever. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they see all this stuff outside the Simpsons' it makes house. So much sense to do that. Just brilliant. Yeah, they see all this stuff saying property in Ned Flanders. So obviously, instantly, this, this is obviously Ned Flanders' house. Um. So they go, they go outside the Simpsons' house and they throw the, the sexton's head in the back garden as, as like, a threat. And this wakes Homer up since he's on the couch and he heads outside and they electrocute him with, with, with a, a cattle taser that doesn't, like, doesn't completely knock him out and they switch the taser to Hippo, which eventually gets him. And he's like, oh, we got you now, Ned Flanders. And we get chapter three, the final chapter of this episode, The Devil and the Donut. We cut to Ned and Barb outside of her house, and he asks if he kiss her. If he kisses her, would she refuse him? And she says she wouldn't. And he's like, "Well, that's good enough for me." And he starts walking away. But she asks if he'd like to come into the house and see her javelin collection, which is, you know, the obvious invite to mean that mm-hmm. they're about smashed. It's always, always you want to see my javelin collection, right? I've been with them before, so like, obviously I can relate. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we got to them making out on the couch, and they're both being like, "Oh, good guy, oh, diddly. <laughs> they're like little, oh, it's they're so weird crazy. noises. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so not sexual while they're making out. Like, oh, diddly doodly. Oh, good golly. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm being an idiot. Yeah, but isn't Ned Christian? Hardcore Christian, and he's jumping into. That's true. That would like totally be against what he does. I mean, he also has I, been I with women. That was because when they they first like met and they went on that date. Yeah, he was like, "It would be nice to kiss you right now," and then she was like, "Yeah," and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. But then that just happened. he jumps right into yeah. smooching her on the couch. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, I mean, very fair point. He definitely is someone who wouldn't do anything until marriage. But there have also been other points in the show where he's kissed women before marrying them. You know what I mean? He, he goes against, his, as any as any rightful man would, goes against his own beliefs sometimes. Um, not, that's not a thing any rightful man would do. But any rightful Christian, because there's lots of contradictions in there. I'm not going to get opinionated, though. Um, but yeah, they, they start making out, and he spots a photo of Saito Mel on her wall, and he's like, oh, you must be a big fan. She's like, meh, used to be. And she's, he spots another photo of them getting married. He's like, he's your husband? And he's like, oh, oh technically, but we, we have an arrangement where we can hook up with other people. Yeah, I guess they're just expanding the universe a bit more. I like it, like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I totally dug it. it we it, now know... It made yeah. sense that Saito Mel, as a character, it made sense that he's in a fucked up marriage where yeah. they're screwing other people. But she's like, yeah, they have an arrangement where they can get with other people. And she's like, well, he, he tries to. Oh boy, does he try. And then he comes it in. It makes and- you think, like, when I saw this scene, I was like, I wonder how they choose, like, who was going to be her husband. Yeah. It's real. Like, I wonder what, who's like... We just like pick it out of box. Like, <laughs> it's very there? true. I mean, it made it made perfect sense to me. And you, you know, these things are like obviously heavily rewritten by them all the time. So I'm sure there was a good bit of thought put into who should the husband be if the yeah. idea for the husband came before it being inside Jamel. You know what I mean? But it, I, I definitely thought it was the right choice. <laughs> he comes in just a gown. And he's like, "Oh, don't mind me, just rebooting the Wi-Fi." <laughs> and then, one of my favorite lines of the whole episode is where he just goes, ah, "The cuckold." He's so frightened of not it. a Ned thing to say. Yeah. No, I love this. Then he leaves. Um, we didn't cut to them, you know, back at, at the, the big boss's house. Costas was the guy's name. I have it here. Costas was his name. And they, they, they take the bag off Homer's head, the bag off Homer's head, and he points out that this is not Ned Flanders. And uh, Seamus is like, oh, but, but it says Ned Flanders on his, uh, his wristwatch and his, his medic alert bracelet and his slightly tight collar. And he... The Costas looks into his wallet and finds uh, a, a, a card saying, like, Homer Simpson, safety inspector. And my favorite detail, trainee for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that's his official title. That's so good. <laughs> and Homer's like, stupid Flanders, getting me killed. And uh, we cut to Ned back at the house. He's obviously left Barb's house. And he's praying to God, asking if he's punishing him for a little prideful moment. And his phone rings. He picks it up and he's like, God? And Costas is like, think again. And he tells me his Homer and they'll kill him unless he gets the money to him. And he's like, you have 24 hours, no cops. And he's forcing Homer, it's such a random detail, he's forcing Homer to watch the soulless lack of charm of Property Brothers. <laughs> Which, 
to be fair, I completely agree with yeah. you. <laughs> My stepdad's really obsessed with that show. And, like, honestly, those two men, is, you can just tell they have no oh care God, in the world yeah. of screwing people over There's nothing yeah. for their own financial gain. They are just, like, two soulless twins. Because <laughs> it's usually just like, one evil twin, but it seems like they're both evil twins. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good in either of them. Um, we then cut to Marge uh, ringing Ned's doorbell, and she tells Ned... And the Homer's missing, but uh, but Ho- but Ned has to lie in order to save Homer's life. So he says, you know, he he apologized to him, and that then went away on a three day anger management course. And Marge's like, this doesn't sound like Homer. And he's like, yeah, you call me a liar. <laughs> and she's like, no, but if anyone else told me this, I wouldn't believe them. He's like, well, I, I better be off. Bye now, no cops. <laughs> uh, we then cut to Costas Ash. Lard Lad Donuts eating like uh, a fried egg and a donut and a coffee. In fact, Tony comes Very up. Very eloquently. I know, yeah. Such a like <laughs> gross meal. He's eating it like as fancily as possible with his, his knife and fork. And I love that Tony's line. Just uh, donuts and a fried egg. Now that's a man with a uh, circular taste. And he talks. <laughs> he, he talks about him bothering combo guy and interfering on his turf. And then this is like a proper Fargo moment. He's like about to jump into like a proper villain monologue. He's like, did you ever hear the parable of Lucifer and the millipede? And he, he just interrupts him. He's like, get out of my town. And he, he burns his egg with a cigar. But then Costas eats the cigar with like egg yolks. It's so gross. And um, we get a montage of marriage looking for Homer. This is great. She goes to Moe's looking for him. Moe points out that he's not at, he's not it's at the stool. Look like classic places. Places where he'd yeah. be, yeah. Marriage or Moe points out that he's not at his stool. Krusty Burger. They point out that he's not at one of the one of the counters. And the Quickie Mart. And Apu yeah. points out that he's not in the pile of hot dogs. <laughs> he wouldn't hear anything. He, he doesn't speak. There. But she went to the Quickie Mart. I I like that. I haven't even Apu, mentioned yeah. Apu. Since we started doing this podcast, you know what I mean? That goes show how obviously not present he is in the show. And this episode had two little, like, not, I guess kind of like blinking you'll miss it. But they're both kind of noticeable. Because I always thought, you know like, I mean? they should have just, I mean, this is a... Well, this a is actually the opinion of a lot of Indian they actors and comedians. They should have kept him, but... Have a real Indian yeah. person voice him. No, this is yeah, the opinion yeah. of a lot of Indian actors and comedians, too. I would certainly agree with it. Like, so I, I can... Doing it justice totally i can totally understand why the character is controversial in that way and why he should be updated for modern day but i think the completely erasing the show was the wrong move to make i think if you had gotten an indian or an indian american to take over the character i think that would have been a much better move mm-hmm. because like if you want to give these people more of a voice then have them voice apu yeah, rather than yeah, completely yeah. remove the character you know what i mean but yeah it, it does feel like walking on eggshells even talking about it but <laughs> that is my opinion of matters but yeah, and then she goes Laird Lad looking for do- looking for Homer, and that's when she's, she like kind of oversees the whole conversation happening between Costas and um, Fat Tony. He tells him that he likes his just as hot, and he stabs Fat Tony with the knife or the fork even. And, and Tony's like, "But you said hot!" And he throws coffee at Louis, and Marge jumps when she sees a, a gun being raised, and uh, he's Fat Tony starts shooting at Costas, and he uses. Disco Shoe to block himself, and Disco Shoe is shot to death. Um, and he's like singing, staying alive while dying, which I thought was a pretty perfect way to mm-hmm. <laughs> conclude his character. Just ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. And then Mr. Burns enters for his free donut on his 100th birthday. Boom, shot dead. <laughs> and his like head like exploded like a balloon like a like a parachute balloon yeah. yeah there is no blood it's a very weird part honestly the only part of the episode that like kind of I wasn't really fond of no Why? no just because it was I don't know a really stupid gag that he the rest of it was so realistic and bloody and they shot Mr. Burns and he's just like a party yeah, streamer he meant to be he's like a like, pinata he's such a like like he's no such an old man there's no blood in him yeah I know that was the connection I made too but it just seemed weird Fair enough. the only thing for me was I would have taken the episode as being canon if you can kill off Rich Jackson and Disco Street. They're not that important characters. You'll never see them again. But killing Mr. Burns kind of made me go like, oh, this episode doesn't matter, I guess, because he's obviously not dead. It's true. We're going to see Mr. Burns it's again. true, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that kind of made me go, hmm. Well, they even killed off... Um, Fat Tony, yeah, which we'll get yeah. to in a second. You kind of could have. I like Fat Tony. Kind of, yeah. But he's not as... Man, you definitely could have. I would have liked that that was the way the Rich Jackson went. I would have liked that we never saw him again. 
But I just feel like Kelly Mr. Burns kind of then kind of made me go, this obviously doesn't count because he's he's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna not not bring Mr. Burns back. But anyhow, and that's literally I think this episode is amazing. We'll get to that in a minute. But that's literally my only like major criticism. But what was the next bit? Um, oh yeah, he's like Costas is like shooting at uh, Fat Tony, being like, "You should have let me finish my parable." And uh, he grabs Tony, takes him into the back room of Laird Lad, and we don't see his hand, we just hear it. But Fat Tony's like, "Are you dipping my face in dough? Why are you kneading my face into an O shape? Why are you pushing my face toward the deep fryer?" Oh, I see. Clever. Ah! The dialogue was enough. What a grotesque I think image. It's funnier that we didn't see no, it. it's fantastic, yeah. yeah. What a grotesque image though. He turned his face into a donut. <laughs> like, my god. And, and then he leaves. So bear in mind, Marx has seen all of this, like <laughs> how traumatizing. And then Snake enters with a gun and he's like, everyone freeze. This is like totally uh and he just sees like, it that happened. He's like, oh my god, what happened? Mafia guys, you headless man, disco guy! <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I need some air. And he goes into the back room where Tony was killed. He's like, oh my god, he's a donut. <laughs> and uh, that's like so messed up. And then we get like a quick little montage of marriage in Laird Lad, like scared for her life. Homer still watching Property Brothers tied up to a chair, sweating. And he's like getting more stubbly, more kind of beardy. And um, Ned in the car on his way to be continued. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, very exciting to be to be covered in, in, and, in the and next are, podcast. Are we rating this episode, or are we rating both of them? I would say we do rate this episode, but we can we can rate the whole thing as like a final thing. Yeah, at at the end of part two. Yeah, but I would say rate this episode on on its own for sure. But it's still like it's you know it's yeah. it's one episode. Yeah, yeah. That's what you can give your final. No, I, I think it's a first. shame that a few things ruined it. Like I loved with, it, man. With the the killing off the characters and like. That didn't make sense. That was the only thing for me. But honestly, just Mr. Burns. I wouldn't believe the rest of it. It was just Mr. Yeah. Burns that kind of took me out of it. It was just like, oh, I guess this doesn't matter because you're obviously I, not going to leave I Mr. Agree. Burns out of the picture. I thought this was a really good story. Um, I think it, the first half was better, in my opinion. Hmm. I think they did the classic thing that they still they keep doing at the moment, which is like they've had all this time to like build the story and then they just rush it at the end. Really, I didn't feel that way at all. This is this is the end of. There's still more to the story. No, I, I know, I know, but yeah, the, the ends just felt rushed and like fair enough. It was trying to cram in too much. Mm. Um, it didn't feel too like I don't know, but I liked the idea of the episode a lot. Ah, they no, did I, so I, much well, and there were so many funny moments. There was so much good to it, yeah. Um, so I think the second part, I already know I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I like, yeah, I did actually like this a lot. Sure. I think it will make it the whole thing a lot better. Maybe I mean I I don't know how you're gonna feel about the second part, and you, you, you obviously, but like maybe you feel like this one's maybe setting it up a bit too much. Whereas like obviously, hopefully, like I, I don't want to give anything away, like but hopefully it like kind of builds yeah. up and g- g- gives you more towards setting up in this episode. So uh, seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah, no, that that that's very yeah. fair. I I still did like it. I thought it was good. It was really fresh and so different. Like they've never done anything like this. Um. It's one of the darkest this show's ever been. Definitely the darkest it's been outside of Treehouse of Horrors. Uh, I gave it an 8.5. I said it was a great first part that utilizes the potential of a two-parter for the first time properly since Who Shot Mr. Burns, in my opinion. They've had other two-parters in the past, but they're kind of, they've always been a bit like, this could just been one episode. You know what I mean? This one really felt like the same as yeah. Who Shot Mr. Burns. It needed to be two parts. You know what I mean? It really had merit to be a two-parter. And they concluded with like a proper setup that makes you excited and wanting to see the next episode. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I said it pays homage to Fargo totally... Um, uh, or not totally, tonally well, while still doing its own thing with its general concept. Um, a great Ned storyline with excellent pacing. Um, genuine thrills something I would have never expected from The Simpsons. There were actually moments in this where I was like at the edge of my seat. Like like the the shootout part and yeah, the, seeing the, the rich Texan being being cut up and everything. I like that they didn't hold back on the violence. They really what didn't. Mean? Like it, it wasn't used like like that show I just mentioned. It wasn't like used for comedic purposes or anything. There's some funny jokes in there but they're still genuinely like actually thrilling to watch. Uh, I said it was a, yeah some sincerely tense moments and big laughs. It's a very refreshing Simpsons that's experimental in all the right ways. Yeah that um how i felt about it i, I wrote just my only criticism 
was um, Killing Mr. Burns took me out of it because it made it clear that it's that it's non-canon. You know, that's literally the only thing. I would have admired it if that bit didn't happen and the action never brought back Fat Tony, Disco Shoe, or Rich Sexton. Then it's like, oh, this episode had like real, real consequences. You know what I mean? But we'll see what happens. Obviously, Mr. Burns is going to stay alive, but we'll see what happens with the other three. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's everything. We're going to jump into my new segment. Let's do it. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News! Uh, so literally one piece of news, but pretty cool one. This YouTuber... Wait, is it a news segment or a new segment? Oh! No, it's just a new segment. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go cry in my bedroom after this. <laughs> a YouTuber by the name of Reubs uh, is currently devi- devising his own version of a remastered Simpsons Hidden Run. Adding a multiplayer mode, modernized graphics. I heard about this. Yeah. Even I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. And a continuous open world. Um, while it's merely being done for fun, the support has received... Um, the, the, the support it's received to showcase large demand for a real remaster, with the original developer of the game even sharing uh, the YouTube video on his Twitter account. Um, yeah, have you, you haven't seen any of the his videos, have you? I've seen some clips. Some clips, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it popped up on, on my Twitter because I like games. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yeah, that, that'd be in your algorithm. That yeah. explains why it's in both our algorithms. Yeah, you like you like games and I like Simpsons. Well, I like uh-huh. The Simpsons as well. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, of course. I, I imagine video game related stuff probably pop up on your feed more, whereas like Simpsons stuff yeah. pops up on my feed all the time. Um, but yeah, if people don't know about this, it's, it's a YouTuber named Reubs. It's or E-U-B-S. Um, but he's like a real video game coder in real life. He's left himself an- anonymous, but he's like just kind of doing his own like tester for like an open world GTA Five style Simpsons and Run uh, remaster. And like what he's doing, like it could it could genuinely be yeah. like you know the the the, the demo version like yeah, part if one it catches on like who knows what could happen. With I this. hope so, man. I mean, it, it would be such a great showcase of like how fandoms are getting more and more involved in like kind of what has a say and what comes out and stuff like that this is getting so much attention it will literally be a game made because the fans want it demanded it like yeah yeah exactly Um, well yeah I I highly recommend watching the videos like what he's done with no money just you know software and um, the skills that edit video games it looks amazing Mm -hmm. Um, I'd highly recommend checking the videos out but yeah that's the only piece of news shall we jump into Seb's classics yeah. I'm trying to do like um I don't want every Seb's classic to be, to obvious. be like this amazing episode, this amazing episode. Yeah, sure. So mix it up I'm a little trying bit. to mix them up and go for like I guess you could call them filler episodes, even though less I, expected I, ones. I feel like all classic Simpsons episodes are usually absolutely amazing. But Yeah, there's some episodes yeah. in the earlier seasons but I definitely wouldn't consider this one but so I went for this one genuinely it was it was um, it was just a random pick I was like sure I, I was think, very intrigued by it I, I was looking through it. the early seasons and I thought it's not about one of the main characters yeah so why not yeah totally this would be, this would be fun yeah so the I auto show the auto show yeah mm. um, obviously you got the spinal tap um, you know Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, you, you know it's not a real yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, they're, for, they're the fake. Like, yeah, yeah. This is Spinal Tap. For years, the film. I have, of course. Yeah, yeah. for years I thought because obviously I would have seen this Simpsons episode long before I saw that movie. I thought it was a, a real band. They have some great bits in it. You know, one of the you probably don't know this. One of the members of Spinal Tap. I don't know his name. The guy with the black hair and the black beard. That is Harry Shear. Okay. Who was a voice actor on Simpsons? Around a little cool. detail, yeah. I mean, he he is the star of this episode. He plays that member of Spinal Tap. Yeah, he's Otto, and he's Principal Skinner. Crazy. So Crazy. he's the three main parts of the episode. Like, um, but yeah, there's some great bits from Spinal Tap in this. Oh yeah, I, I love it, and I <laughs> so love funny. Um, what was interesting? They did a really interesting thing in the story, which it was like they introduced the story being about Bar. Yeah, and it still was. But, but also takes his, the focus. His story became the side story after Otto got introduced. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, it backs the lead role. Because it was meant to be about Art, um, Bart wanting to be a rock star. True, yeah. And then that became the Otto side takes story. Over. And then Otto. And it's the classic, totally. it's the classic, we've seen it so many times before, of the the bum who 
people take him in because they're being nice and then yeah. he's too lazy to get a job. It's happened like on the Simpsons. But then you realise actually they're probably one of the first to do it. So... You're very true. Yeah. I was, the, the, the Simpsons have always done this many times. I think this might have been the first one though. I think, I think well, season the first three, episode... It could be, yeah. Probably the first one where someone moves in with them because they're down on their luck. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I, I had a video I mentioned on this sh- podcast before called The Simpsons Backstage Pass which had like all episodes are related to like music. And so this is one of the episodes on it. And for ages, it would, it would have been one of the only Simpsons episodes that I would have seen a lot. So it holds like a nostalgic place in my heart for that reason. But also, it made me think that Otto was an important character in the show. And then I watched yeah. the whole show and realized this is probably the only episode where he's a lead role in it. What? Yeah, what made me... I mean... He's so good. It was then. almost actually kind of weird hearing him talk so much because he's because such he's a one-liner. A one-liner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I, I felt the exact same way. But he's freaking hilarious in it. So you hear him like actually expand his grammar a bit, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't yeah. think you'd say it like that." It'd like, be like if Scooby Doo said a full, a yeah. full sentence. It's like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> you just hear him going like "Whoa, man" and stuff like that, you know. But no, I, I really liked it. Um, I wouldn't say it was like. Amazing. No, it's not a classic episode. Well, um, no, it, I think it's a classic episode, but it's not like a classic. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not Homer goes to college. No, it's not Married versus the Monorail, but it's a very, very it's fun, like a solid different. episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can't, I can't say it's like anything above a nine. I'd say eight point five. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I give I it eight point five as well. Solid. Very, yeah. very solid. Um, this is the go through like some business stuff to me is just brilliantly funny moments. Um, is. I mean, definitely a joke that could never be made today. But it was still really funny when he goes to the DMV to get his driver test, and he's like to Selma, um, "Sorry if I've been rude here, but like, were you born a chick? <laughs> like, if you, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you were born a man, right? Don't worry, I'm open." <laughs> it just immediately fails him at the, at the end of the test. Selma or Otto's like, "How did I do?" And she's like, "Well, you failed every single course, and you misspelled bus." Yeah, <laughs> he misspelled boss. What an amazing I, joke! Yeah, I love that bit where um he goes back to his apartment and he's been like evicted. Oh, so funny, yeah. And and he's like, "What about my stuff?" And then the guy's like, <laughs> "What we found was a jar of mustard There's and some old magazines." And he's like, "Wait, I had mustard." <laughs> <laughs> he's so struck by it. <laughs> so funny. Um, I love that, like, because you sort of imagine Otto to like at least have some stuff. Like he, he's the sort of guy to just like smoke and watch TV all the time. Yeah, I know. He didn't have that. He all just he had magazines. All he had was a school bus, old magazines, and some mustard. <laughs> so good. Um, it also has that side story I totally forgot about. Well, I guess it's like a C story. It's so stupid, but so great. Is Principal Skinner takes over as the bus driver, oh, yeah. and he gets stuck in traffic, and he needs to like. How do you how do you say that? Like, he needs to cut in to join his rapper, but he just can't get himself to cut in. He's like waiting for someone to let him take over. Yeah, and it like goes into nighttime, and he's still like he's like growing a beard, getting so stressed. <laughs> and they're all going, "Hey, I'll take the bus driver." He's like, "Shut up!" This is such a funny, stupid little side story. I I love this. Um, or what other group did I want to mention? Oh, it's like when Homer's taking Barrett to the concert and. He's like, you're waiting in the car? He's like, oh, I've had some of my best memories waiting in the car. Yes, <laughs> that was a great bit. So good. It's like this make-out place. All the cars are like, you know, bump, you know, go, going back and forth. And Homer's car is, he's like, mm, oh, yeah. And in the car, he's just eating pizza. <laughs> so good. Just, I mean, again, just an obvious but amazing joke. Oh, yeah, fantastic. We, we all knew what that joke was going to be when it started. but Totally. Know, that's my- not my saliva, is it? That's not what? Is that saliva? I don't know there if it's mine or yours. Fish, yeah. Probably yours. Yeah, we'll never know. I can't imagine I got it that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, but it's probably my spit. Um, anyhow, um, my, my favourite bit of the episode, though, is when, when Otto goes, moves to the house, Brad doesn't get like either of the parents' permission, and Marge and Homer like, march down being like, we did not allow this, and um, Brad's like, yes, you did, I got a recording. And Brad's like, Marriage can or mom can can Otto come live with us and this clearly back to the impression of marriage being like yes yeah of course he can and Homer's like marriage why would you do that marriage's like that's obviously not me everyone says that when they hear their voices on recording <laughs> such a great little guy yeah. but yeah totally it's not like it's not one you'd think of like you, you know you you think of the classic Simpsons episodes it's not one that comes to mind like I would have never even thought of you doing this episode. The moment you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I love the auto show. Like, it's yeah, such yeah. a fun, enjoyable episode. That's what I 
I don't want. Obviously, I'm not going to do that all the time. But yeah, I, I just it's don't fun. Want to keep picking classic, classic. Yeah, I mean, we're doing this podcast for, for the foreseeable for, for future, so you may as well jump into yeah, the, the whatever more... episode, whatever episode intrigues you that week. You know yeah. what I mean? I definitely thought this was an interesting one to to jump into for sure. But yeah, continuing on from there, we'll do my impression. I decided to do the right. Sexton this week since he passed away. So I got four quotes again, and you got to guess which one is not the rich Texan. So, yeehaw, Mo can't cash a break. I'm obsessive compulsive. Yeehaw, one, two, three, four. Yeehaw, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm a drunk. I don't know nothing about how I do anything. <laughs> Give me a bottle of bourbon. I got a new liver and I'm breaking it in. <laughs> okay. I think it's the last one because I feel like someone else has said the last one instead. You think it's the bottle of bourbon one? Well, it would always be the case that somebody else has said it. <laughs> um, the, the bottle of bourbon one. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm a drunk and I don't know nothing about how I do anything. It's uh, Barney. Okay. <laughs> I think it because it kind of has like that southern drawl to no, it. That's, that's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it might be Barney that said the last one, but I yeah. think I gave you a bit too much. There you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, jumping into the segment that we'll now call Quivia because of my little, my little word. I had like a little, what do you call that? Like a little stroke in the last podcast where I meant to say quiz and trivia, but just said Quivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. were like, oh, let's just be called a segment because they kind of connect to each other. Yeah. And I actually prefer that. So actually, yeah. I mean, it's definitely been done before, but we did, we've never heard it. I don't know. It, so I never heard it. Yeah. I so feel like a bit of a genius. Let's see. I came up with it. Yeah. So oh, let's say but like I said, the, we're both. We came up. Do with the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but I came up. With it would be like if we got paid for that word, it'd be like sixty in my favor. No, like sixty forty. Seventy in my favor. No. Well, that's sixty nine in my favor. Just for the laugh, why not? Sixty nine in your favor. Just for the joke. <laughs> Just so you can tell people that you get sixty nine percent of a word that got that got really big, and they're like, "How come you got sixty nine? You have to explain that awkwardly to everybody." How do we make money off a word? <laughs> copyright it. Yeah, you gotta trademark that shit, man. You gotta trademark everything. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I I give two pieces of trivia, and then we do the quiz. This first one I actually actually only found out from doing research um, this week. I never knew this. Very interesting. Is this is the only TV show in which all principal cast members have won Emmys for their work? I mean, the only enough. TV show. Yeah, yeah, I know. Very, very interesting. And the second one, um, kind of thought it was related because the the mafia thing in the episode is Dan Castellaneta, the guy who voices Homer and many other parts in the show, admitted that the character of Louis is completely based off Joe Pesci. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's it. De- you can definitely tell that's that's what he's at. Um, but yeah, that was very fun. Jumping into the quiz. So in the last one, you got five out of ten. Let's see how you can do this week. So what? Question number one. What is Smithers' first name? You've asked me this before many times. I'm trying to get you to. <laughs> I'm trying to get it to, to get into your brain. It doesn't seem to be happening. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think I'd say say the answer by now. Um, <laughs> Benjamin. I mean, the closest you've gotten today, to be fair, it's Waylon. What is it? Waylon. Waylon. Yeah. I remember that. Um, number two. Who voices Homer's brother, Herb? The same... Is it the same guy that voices Homer? No, no, it's a famous actor. The, the episode we reviewed recently. Yeah. Well, we did it like a Seth's classic um, recently. I can't think who it would be. No? I'm pretty sure you knew in the episode. Like, we spoke about him. Was it that, like, prevalent? Three or four podcasts ago. Homer's brother, the one that I... Yeah, I remember the episode. I just can't seem to remember his voice properly. It's a distinctive voice, I would say, yeah. (laughs) Shit. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. (laughs) The murderer. No, Um, no, the the actor. Oh, the actor. There's there's two Charles Bronsons, I forgot. Um, It's neither of them anyway. (laughs) It's Danny DeVito. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was. I really thought you'd know so that one. I'm the one that brought up the fact. How good he was in it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well. Moving on. Name the me- name the members of Homer's barbershop quartet. Now, yeah. I know there's three of them. I'm not going to count Homer as <laughs> as a point. There's three of them. If you can get two, that's one point. If you can get all three of them, that's okay. Two points. A poo. Yeah. 
Skinner. Yeah. And um, no, 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 um, Barney. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. two points. Yeah, well done. Sweet. Very nice. I I thought you might have said Chief Wiggum because you remember the episode. It's like he's there at first, and they fire yeah, him yeah, and give yeah. it to Barney. See, I I like the episode. I've seen it a few it's times. It's so good. So yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I, I was only going to say Barney. Um, where question number four? Where the family? And Barney's like low key, uh, always a singer as well. Yeah, always, always been like a good singer. singer. Yeah, with his his Irish rhythms, his Irish ballads. Where did the family find Sam's little helper? Um, they found him. It was like round the back of the um, like Greyhound Stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Greyhound Stadium, bang on. Uh, question five. What's the name of the comic book store? Springfield Comics. <laughs> <laughs> the Android's Dungeon. Okay. Question number six. How old is Bart? He is ten. Yeah, he's ten. Yes. Nice. Well done. Question number seven. Uh, who did marriage go to prom with? Mo? No. Not Homer. No. Um, <laughs> was it? It sort of rings a bell. You're, you're shaking your head at me. As in, like, I guess you don't know it. <laughs> Barney. No, Ali Ziff. Okay. <laughs> nice. Question number eight: Who's older, Rod or Todd? Um, Rod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, question number nine: What what, what does Mo call marriage? Um, his little nickname for oh, her oh yeah um, we literally saw an episode where he said it recently <laughs> yes two podcasts ago Marv no Margie no 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 uh, Midge yes <laughs> and number 10 final question what's Principal Skinner's mother's name I, I doubt it um, I see you've already given me 5 out of 10 Oh no, that's it's keeping track of your last score. Yeah, um, <laughs> Margaret. Same name as marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. Yeah. No. Yeah, Agnes. Agnes. I hate to break it to you, sir, but you have for the third week in a row gotten five out of ten. Right. I mean, but I mean, look on the bright side. You're, you're, you haven't gone down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Five out of ten, I, I, guys. I hit a few out of the park there. You did, no, you really did, to be fair, yeah, so some ones I, w- I wasn't certain you would get, so, no, fair play, yeah, alright guys, thanks and as always. Because, because you, but you don't write the answers down, so it's not like I can look at your page. Yeah, you yeah, 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 totally, so. yeah, I just know, <laughs> <laughs> there has never been a week where I've like written down the answer just in case I can't remember, I know I know, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, but yeah guys, thanks as always for listening, be sure mm-hmm. to tune in next week for the very exciting conclusion to a serious Flanders. And, uh, yeah, until then, we'll see you guys soon. Good luck.